fancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Come on into the Wild West Showdown for an evening of poems and stories about the American West. A land of legend, of romance, of friendship and courage. A motherload of remembrance. A true showcase of the Old West with the old cowboy, J.C. Halsey. This is the old cowboy, J.C. Halsey, asking you to holler at your neighbors. Tell them it's that time again. Then all of you pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, because you're in for a real treat today on the Wild West Showdown. We're going to be joined a little later by the multi-talented Mike Blakely. He's going to be telling us about his past and his current projects. But right now, I need all the ladies to do me a favor. How many of you have Grandma's cookbook hidden away in a kitchen drawer? I want you to dig that cookbook out and send a couple of the old-time recipes to us here on the Wild West Showdown. Just send them in an email to jc at outlawspublishing.com. You know, there's not a whole lot of things more important than good old-fashioned food. I'm looking forward to trying out those recipes. Right now, I reckon we better get on with the show. But when I start thinking about food, it's mighty hard to get me to do anything else. How many of you out there enjoy a good book? I reckon there's a few of you. So this old cowboy took it upon himself to check out some good books and tell you about them. This week, we're going to tell you about Clash at Cruel Creek by A.R. Arrington. I only know what it says about him on Amazon, that he started writing and that he owns a ranch. Sounds like my kind of guy. I think it's a pretty good story, packed with lots of action. A good storyline in Cowboys. What else would you want in a Western? I'm going to have to give the book a thumbs up. If you've got a book that you think is worthy of a thumbs up, why don't you send an email and let us know about it? JC at outlawspublishing.com. There I'll either give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But you ain't going to know what I think about it unless you send it on over to me. All you authors and writers out there, Send your books to jc at outlawspublishing.com, and I'll tell folks all about your book. Let's take a listen to some music right now. This is an original song by our special guest, Mike Blakely, In the Dust. There were 18 dirt road miles and more Between my place and her front door When the weather got dry That dust would cover my beat-up Ford I remember so well that first sweet night She said, please stay, and I said, all right When I woke up in the morning She was driving away to work When I looked for a note I was out of luck Till I walked outside to my beat-up truck She wrote, I on the left Brand new truck 
dust of a brand new This week we're sponsored by Styles on Main Hair Salon, and this is where I get my hair cut. And every time I go in there, there's there's not hardly an empty chair. I don't know all the things that they do in there, but I recommend them highly. You can call them at 972-775-2335, or you can go on by personally and visit with them. 1011 East Main Street, Middle Lothian, Texas. Tell them the old cowboy sent you. Being the host of a radio show, I get to meet a lot of folks special folks and one of those special folks happens to be today's guest Mike Blakely is a native Texan and an Air Force veteran he earned a bachelor's degree in journalism from the University of Texas in Austin as a singer-songwriter he's released 11 CDs he's performed all over the US and he's made 16 tours to Europe his songs have been recorded by Gary P. Nunn, Red Stegall, Johnny Rodriguez, Johnny Bush and the list just goes on and on He's published 17 books, released by major New York City publishers. His last two books were co-writes, one with Willie Nelson, the other with Kenny Rogers. He released his first novel in 1988 and his first CD in 1995. One of his co-written tunes earned a Grammy Award-winning album. Another was played on the orbiting International Space Station in 2007. Mike's a two-time winner of the Western Writers of America Spur Award once for Best Western Novel of the Year and once for the Best Western Song of the Year. We're extremely pleased to have the multi-talented Mike Blakely on the Wild West Showdown. We want to welcome to the Wild West Showdown Mr. Mike Blakely. Hey, howdy. Good talking to you. Okay. Mike, first of all, I want to say a, an early happy birthday to you. I understand you got a birthday this month. I do. I don't know how you know these sort of things, but yeah, my birthday is coming right up here in a few days. I forget how old I'm going to be. Well, you want me to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I was born in 1958, so I could do the math. I think it's well, 57 this year. Yeah, yeah, I had to put it on a calculator myself. <laughs> uh, you're a multi-talented person. You're a singer, a songwriter, and an author. Uh, do you do anything else? Or maybe a better question is, do you have time for anything else? 
Well, the, the other thing that, that I'm into is, is uh, I, I dabble in real estate. Mainly, I, I started out flipping houses years ago, and, and uh, now I flip small ranches. Or yeah, I, I call it flipping. I just like to live on a little piece of ranch land, and if uh, an opportunity comes up to sell it for a profit, I, I'll do that. But uh, that keeps me busy around the house here and in the pasture and gives me a place to keep my horses, and, and I do a little hunting and fishing uh, right in the backyard. So that's my other thing I do. Are you married? Have you got a family? I am I'm married. I've been married for uh, four and a half years to my lovely wife, Annie. I have a, a son from a previous marriage. He's a grown man, and uh, I have three uh, grandchildren. Okay. My folks are still alive. They live down in, in Wharton County, Texas. They're still ranching down there. What does your family think about what you do? I guess they accepted it all a long time ago. My, my dad is an author of some books, so that kind of seemed like a natural thing for the family. He's also a musician, so that's where I learned my, my early musical skills was from my dad. So it's kind of par for the course in our family to, to write books, play music, that sort of thing. You know, that, that doesn't happen a whole lot anymore, uh, kids going into the family business, so to speak. Uh, have you always wanted to be a singer? Oh, yeah. I've, I always liked music. I, I told my dad once, I said, when I grow up, I'd like to be a musician. He said, son, you can't do both. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to stay kind of young your whole life. Right. Music is one of those things you'll never learn everything about, kind of like horses. You'll never learn all about horses. And, and writing is the same way. Uh, writing, you'll, you'll never learn all the ins and outs of, of uh, writing or, or those other things. That's what keeps it interesting to me. I find that my everyday life bleeds over into my stories sometimes. Does that happen to you? Yeah, sometimes I, I use little anecdotes from my life, and uh, some of my uh, little episodes may be autobiographical, though nobody even really knows. But uh, I definitely find that uh, life experience uh, gives me a lot of things to write about. Okay, I know as a singer, songwriter, and, and Arthur myself, it's not always easy to come up with new ideas. Do you have that problem? Sometimes, you know, it seems to come and go like a roller coaster. Uh, comes in spurts, and uh, there are times when, especially as a songwriter, I feel like, well, I haven't written a song in a while. I don't really have any ideas. And the next thing you know, I have three or four or five song ideas I'm working on simultaneously. And I drive around a lot, driving to musical gigs, and also uh, going to do research for my books, and uh, I end up writing songs in my head quite a bit, uh, driving around that, which is, uh, I think it's a productive thing to do while I'm out there driving anyway. I'll turn the radio off and, and work on some song that I've, I've had in my mind. Can you tell us what the difference is between writing a song and writing a, a book? I keep them, I try to, it's, I try to keep them just totally, I don't try to keep them separate. It's just that they, it's two disciplines that are so different that they, pretty far removed from one another. I, I, like I said, I can write a song right, uh, driving down the road and, and not even have to write it down. I can just remember every, remember the verses and the chorus and I might get out of the truck and I've got a new song after 100 miles. Uh, maybe it doesn't always come that easily. But with writing a book, on the other hand, you really have to, speaking from my own experience anyway, you really have to, to have a quiet place, as few distractions as, as you can and sit down and stare at the computer screen and try to make something happen. Now, having said that, I, I've also been on deadlines at the time when I, when I wrote chapters on an airplane or in the airport or in a hotel room or whatever, and on the go. But that's not an ideal situation for writing a book. It's, uh, I believe you, you really need a quiet office and a, a 
place just to, to concentrate on the project. You know, I don't think I could write under a deadline like that. Uh, it just wouldn't work for me. Yeah, and luckily my, my publishers have been very uh, forgiving about the deadlines <laughs> over the years. Uh, they, they let me uh, turn turn things in a little late if, uh, if I've got a lot of research to do or if I want to get it exactly right, so they understand that. Okay, how long does it usually take for you to write a song or, or a book, for that matter? Uh, songs can vary widely. I've written songs in five minutes, and most songwriters will tell you this, that you can, you know, some of them just come gushing out of the sky, it seems like, and you just scribble them down as fast as you can, five, ten minutes or whatever. Uh, and then on the other hand, I've, I've spent as, as long as five years right, working on a song, or maybe I just had a song idea, just couldn't quite get it right, couldn't figure out how it was going to end, and uh, it just takes forever to, to get it done. But there's no rush. You just kind of uh, let it let it come. It's not like I'm writing songs for a Broadway play that's that's you know going to hit the stage in, uh, on the X date. You know, I'm, I'm just writing songs to see what comes out. So. I don't try to rush those. Writing books, is, it's a little more uh, steady. I mean, uh, normally I, I try to crank out a book every year. That uh, used to be my my schedule. Uh, now that I'm a lot busier in the music business, I'm not quite cranking one out every year. Plus, sometimes I'm doing a bigger book. Right now I'm working on a, a two-book deal, uh, writing two historical novels about the Mexican War, and I'm using all real people as, as my fictional characters people like Ulysses S. Grant, who was in the Mexican War, and Zachary Taylor, who was a general in the Mexican War. And so if I'm doing that, using real people as characters, it takes a lot of research. I want to make sure I, I understand the character and uh, and have the, the actual incidents in the book reflect what really happened in history. So this is a really slow-moving book I'm, I'm working on, but it can take anywhere from a year. I actually wrote one of my novels in two and a half months one time. I just had a lot of time to write ten pages a day or so, and you can crank them up pretty quickly if you if you get that kind of time and nothing else to work on. So it varies quite a bit. All of your books are westerns, is that right? Not all of them. Uh, my last two books uh, were music business, uh, country music stories. Uh, they were both novels. One of them I co-wrote with Kenny Rogers, the celebrity Kenny. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kenny wanted to write, uh, he didn't want to write a Western. He wanted to write a, a novel about the music business in the back of the 1970s, the country music business. And he wanted to have a gambling element to it also because he is the gambler because of this, his famous hit song, The Gambler. And uh, so that, that got me into writing something other than a Western. I had so much fun writing that the music biz story with uh, with Kenny that I went ahead after that and I, I wrote one on my own, another kind of country western band story that also has a murder mystery uh, woven into it. So those are my last two books, but uh, other than that, uh, all my, my books have been historical novels set primarily in the Wild West, the American West. Okay, you mentioned Kenny Rogers. Uh, have you been influenced by any, any other artists or authors? Definitely a lot of musical influences, some of whom I... I've met and some who who I haven't met. Uh, I also co-authored a, a Western novel with Willie Nelson, who of course was influential to me and long before I met him, and influential to my dad and, and a lot of other people. Um, growing up, I listened to a lot of my dad's music, and that would be everything from Hank Williams to Glenn Campbell to Johnny Cash to Merle Haggard, 
and really loved that music, but I also listened to what everybody else was listening to in high school, which would be, you know, the, the pop and rock bands of the day and, and the, the newer country acts as well. So I think I have some pretty broad influences there. And it, it, uh, I have trouble categorizing my, my own music sometimes because of it. People ask me what kind of music I play, and sometimes I, I just don't know how to answer the question. But it's primarily country music or folk uh, Americana style music is primarily what I end up doing or where I end up being categorized. Well, it, this is probably going to be a hard question for you, but do you have a favorite singer or a group? Picking favorites is always tough for me. It, it kind of depends on what mood I'm in at the, hmm. <laughs> at the time or on that day. But I heard, I certainly have you know a handful of favorites. Uh, uh, growing up, listening to the Eagles, I just love those vocal harmonies in the, in the band, the Eagles. And ba- back when they were what was called progressive country at the time, it was kind of a blend of country and pop music, I guess you would say. I like a lot of others. I like the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Uh, you know, if I start naming them, I'm, I know I'm going to leave somebody out. <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> I'm a big Marty Robbins fan. My dad was a Marty oh, Robbins fan. And yeah, you said him. the magic word right there. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm a big Marty <laughs> Robbins fan, too. Just one of the, the purest uh, voices yes. ever recorded, I believe. Absolutely. And great songwriter, too. Yes. How about a favorite author? I would have to, to put Elmer Kelton up near or at the mm. top of the list. He was... Uh, sort of a mentor of mine, but but he mentored a lot of people. And I'm you know I'm not the only one. He helped out a lot of young younger writers coming up, and I just love his writing. Everything is is so uh, crisp and pure, and is well written, and his characters seem like real people, not cardboard cutouts. And I'm just a big fan of his of the late great okay. Elmer Kelton. So uh, that would be definitely one right there. All right, do you feel like you've learned anything from your writing and your singing? Yeah, there, there are a lot of lessons to be learned. Learn how, learning how to get along with a band will teach you how to get along with just about anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just traveling around as much as I do in, in the music side of my career, meeting so many people, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about uh, just you know how, what what makes people tick and what people like musically or just any any other kind of uh, way to get along with people. It's been really valuable to me. And writing books is, is more of a lonely endeavor, as, as most authors will tell you, so you don't get that much contact with people until you get out and do book signings and things like that. Um, but I've definitely learned a lot about, you know, a lot about myself from writing. As you mentioned earlier, we sometimes use autobiographical episodes from our own lives and in our writing, and it's, it's therapeutic, therapeutic in a way, if you think about it, uh, to get all that out and to think things over that have happened to you in your life or, or worked for you or have worked against you. So there's always there's always something to learn if, you, if you're writing it down. All right, if you gave any advice to an up-and-coming singer or author, what would it be? My advice usually is to write from the heart. You know, some people will say, well, you know, I don't want to write, I want to write for the market, I want to make some money. I believe you can do both. I believe you can write for the market and also write from your heart and, and write about the things that move you and the things that you're really interested in and then then you won't have to fake it and this and then it's not like work it's like something you really enjoy and also i advise people to be prepared to be in this for the long haul and there's no such thing as overnight success and if you love what you're doing then you'll you'll be able to stick with it for the long haul and eventually things will start coming your way and, and the momentum will build and success leads to more success and, and failure leads to uh, uh, a lot of lessons learned so i just tell people right from the heart stay in it for the long haul do what you love you have the look of a real cowboy do you also live the life of a cowboy 
Well, I like to quote my my friend Jeff Wildhorse Posey. He and I have rounded up cattle before, and and Jeff always says, uh, "I know just enough about real cowboying to know I'm not one." And uh, I grew up on a, on a small ranch in Texas, and and uh, you know I was rounding up cattle on horseback by the time I was six years old. The first time I went on a roundup, and I still have horses. I still like to do that, but. You know, I'm a I'm a full-time writer and a full-time musician, and I'm not a full-time cowboy, and that's where the that's where the difference is. And so I don't go around calling myself a, a real working cowboy, but I've always kept my hand in it, enjoyed doing it. I enjoy taking care of ranch land and working with horses and and being in the great outdoors. So. It's part of my life, but but it's not the full-time part of my life. You mentioned that you have a new book coming up. Is uh, how how soon is that going to happen? Uh, I'm working on this book. Uh, it's a I did mention it's a two-book deal. I'm getting pretty close to finishing the first book, uh, but it's a really slow-going process on this particular book because of the amount of research I'm I'm having to do, and I'm really enjoying the research. It's not like a chore to me. I'm learning a lot about the Mexican War than I ever thought I would. It's an important book to me, so I want to take my time. So, you know, I'll be finished with it by the end of this year, probably. But then it goes through the process of being edited in the publisher and, and might not be out for another year and a half or so. So let's say maybe 2017, summertime, mm. you know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that's beyond my control. I just uh, right. I just crank them out as fast as I can within reason and, uh, and let the publishers do the rest. Okay, how about new music? I'm working on a CD. Uh, I have been since... Uh, about uh, February of this year, guitar player who is also my record producer, uh, Larry and I, and I are uh, getting pretty close to wrapping that up, and, and that is uh, pretty certain. I can tell you, it'll it'll be out in the springtime of uh, 2016. Do you hear from your fans very much, and and what kind of things do they want to know? I do hear from fans on a pretty regular basis on uh, via email, and uh, and since I have finally got on Facebook this year, I, I hear from, from fans over Facebook too. And, and of course, just face to face too. People come out to shows, and I've become friends with a lot of them over the years. And what was the second part of your question? What do they want to know about Mike Blakely? Usually, they'll want to know, you know, what was I thinking when I wrote a particular song, <laughs> <laughs> or what does that mean, or or what does it mean, or, or they'll want to tell me that a certain song or, or story I wrote, or, you know, a book I wrote, had touched them in a certain way, and they want to tell me why. And that's always valuable to me. That's better. That's better than getting paid to me to to know that. Uh, the work that I do actually touches people and changes people's lives in some cases. And I intend for my work to be an escapism experience for people who want to get a, get out of step out of their own lives for a, a brief while. Listen to a song they like, or read one of my books, and feel like they're they're able to time travel out of their their own life and, and do something else for a while. And that that's my goal when I write. Think sometimes it works out because people will tell me that. The, they just really, really love the escapism experience of it all. What do you tell a person that tells you they do not read? I tell them, find somebody to read to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's, it's usually, you know, I'll say, tell your wife to come over here and buy this book and she can read it to you. <laughs> there you go. But, okay. yeah, I do get that every now and then, but usually there are people who are, you know, they're buying CDs and, and not books. They like the music. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I wonder what what are they doing at a book fair or book fest if they don't read. But that's always, always uh, your your last answer there kind of was the answer that I give them uh, when they tell me they don't read. Well, everybody needs to escape reality once in a while, and that's what reading and and listening to songs, as far as that goes, does for people. And I think everybody needs to do that. 
that's a great answer, and I'm going to start using that because it makes, <laughs> okay. that makes perfect sense. But you know, as I've already said, I, I look at it as, as an escapism experience myself. So sure. So that's a that's a good thing to tell them. Let me ask you this. In my writing, I don't classify myself as a writer or an author. I'm just a stenographer. I write down what my characters tell me to. Is that the way you write? Uh, does your characters control your writing? Definitely so. Uh, and, and that's when that's when I feel like the book is really taking on a life of its own. You know, when I create some characters in a book, I, I may feel like at first that I'm in control of them and and I, I know what they're going to do during the course of the book. But at some point in the book, those characters start saying, uh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing mm-hmm. this. And then when you feel that happening, you let your characters, you know, it's your imagination, let your characters run with it. Things sort of takes on a life of its own, and it's it becomes a lot more effortless just to let, uh, let those characters take over the story. Isn't that an exciting feeling to be able to feel that? It really is, and it's probably an experience that, that uh, a very small percentage of folks have had. You, you know, you have to be a writer for some time, and you have to write probably more fiction than anything else to, to realize that you can invent a character, and then that character sort of takes things over from you. It's it's, it's an odd deal. And it's, it's really our imagination taking over for us, but it seems like it's the character taking over the reins from us. So it's really interesting, but it does make it fun to to write under those circumstances. Have you ever gotten discouraged and just wanted to chuck it all and, and, and quit? Oh, sure I have, especially early on. <laughs> you know, I, I lost a, a publisher that I had. My, my first two books were published by another publisher, and, and they dumped me for whatever reason. And, and I wrote four or five books on spec and couldn't find a place to sell them. And I was just kind of on the verge of saying, you know, this, maybe this is not it. And this, um, this is not for me. Maybe I should find something else to do. But I just kept trying one more time, and uh, uh my mentor, Elmer Kelton, told me I should join a certain organization called Western Writers of America, and uh, I did, and I went to one of their conventions, and I met the right publishers, and they've, they've been my publishers ever since, and so you just never know. If you, if you give up early, you're never going to know whether or not you could have made it, but even Elmer Kelton would say that, though he'd quit from time to time early on, he said, I, and I might stay quit for three or four weeks, but then I'd be right back in it, right, finishing the book or writing the new book, and so if it's something you love, you may think you're quitting for a while, but uh, if, if you're truly meant to be a writer, you're going to pick up the pen again and make something happen. You said you was on Facebook. Are you on any of the other social media sites, like Twitter? No, I don't do any of that. Uh, I'm not what they, what you call a first adapter on these things. You know, it takes Even email, it took me a while to, to realize that I needed to be on email back in about 1999, I finally said, well, at the time I was president of Western Writers of America and people were harassing me to, to get on email. Of course, I, I use email every day now and have ever since. Facebook was something that uh, I didn't really understand or appreciate at first, but you know, my wife was on Facebook and she showed me how it works and I finally realized it's, it's a tool for, for me as a, as a musician and a, an author to get information out about what I'm working on and, and uh, just keep the fan base motivated and attentive while I'm working on a long project. So I, I think it's a good uh, you know, social networking tool and marketing tool. Okay, so other than Facebook, how can folks check you out on the Internet? They can go to my website, which is simply MikeBlakely.com, and check me out there. I've got my calendars for where I'll be appearing uh, live for appearances musically on the on the. Uh, on this website there and also of course my contact information and, and the news about other things that uh, may be happening alright we appreciate so much for you being on the Wild West Showdown with us today and, and I want to give you a personal invitation Mike to come back anytime and visit with us 
Well, J.C., you know I will, I will jump at the opportunity to do that. Maybe when I finish a project or something, I, if i got something to tell or brag about, <laughs> I'd, love to, <laughs> I'd love to come back on your show. Uh, sure, we'll let you do that. And we'll talk to you a little bit later then. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. We asked for your grabs, and you sent them in. So here goes. Wanda from Greenell, Iowa, says, I hate it when I have to share the store with a crying baby. When I was a kid, we rarely cried in the stores, and when we did, our mothers did something about it. Seems to me that the young mothers are more interested in the gossip magazines than getting down to the business of raising kids. Frank from Beaver Creek, Minnesota, says, I'm sick of driving along peaceably and hearing something that sounds like thunder coming up beside me, only to find, as it pulls up beside me, a couple of young men bouncing like yo-yos and staring straight ahead as if they don't have a care in the world. I don't try to force the sounds from my radio onto others, so why do I have to endure this crap they call music? That's it for the graphs this week, but you keep them coming in, folks, and I'll share them with the world so they can know how you and I feel about things. Send your gripes, your moans, and your groans to jc at outlawspublishing.com. I'll sure be glad to read them on there. Well, it's the end of the show again. i got to tell you, I had a great time. I hope you did, too. Now listen to this. Courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. We want to give a great big thank you to Mike Blakely for being our special guest today, and we want to say thank you to you folks. Be sure and tell all your friends and neighbors about the show, and don't hesitate to send me an email, and I guarantee you I'll answer it. You've been listening to the Wild West Showdown with the old cowboy, J.C. Hulsey. Adios, and happy trails. Come on back next week to the Wild West Showdown with the old cowboy, J.C. Hulsey.